Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. I still have the opinions. <laughs> so, in an unprecedented intro, we've just <laughs> done it four times, and I just can't lock in. I'm sorry, babe. It's I'm through sorry. no fault of my own. No. I'm, I'm here. You're here. You're I'm ready. I'm ready to introduce our friends to the podcast for MMA casuals. Yeah, see, there you go. The new tagline. All right. Now we're getting paid. You think? No. All right, let's just let's just jump into this then because at least we'll make it fun and then we could get into the show as usual. Uh, I was as usual looking for last minute notes and I just was scouring MMA Twitter and Bilal Muhammad just wanted to ask you a question, babe. So why don't you answer? If I only listen to audiobooks, is it okay for me to buy the hard copy after I finish and put it on the bookshelf? What? And tell me what the responses are. Bilal Muhammad, a 175-pound fighter who just beat Damian Maya, said, if I only listen to audiobooks, is it okay for me to buy the hard copy after I finish the audiobook? Why are you repeating that? And put it on my bookshelf because your face is so shocked right now that I can't, I don't know if you even understand the question. I understand it. That's a dumbass question. Can I put a book on my bookshelf that I didn't read, but I'm going to pretend I did? I love you. That's it, the question. Yeah. So I did understand it. Well, let me tell you what the responses are. Everyone's for it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because they're fucking on Twitter too. Read a book, you losers. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that doesn't count? That's what Stephen Lynch said. Ben Folks, and he's got a little blue check mark. He said, absolutely, and I will die on that hill. Well, guess what, my friend? I'm going to kill you on that <laughs> motherfucking hill. We're going to kill you. <laughs> Where does he live? Um, Any more information on Ben? Ben Folks, he's a senior writer for The Athletic, combat sports weirdo, fiction enthusiast, and one half of the co-main event podcast. Well, guess what? Your podcast sucks, bro. Oh, shit. I didn't know. We love other podcasts. We shout them out. As a matter of fact, I think one will come up, two will come up in this episode. But for us to have a nemesis? Yeah. No, but listen, I follow Ben Folks. He's he's not nemesis worthy. He's he really just, not. His bio says fiction lover, but he's going to die on this hill. Uh, that know. if you listen to an audio book, you can buy the book Should and put I it on your bookshelf. Should I just tweet back? Like, we like don't tweet back negative things ever. Should I just be like, go fucking kill yourself, you stupid? <laughs> no, no. We're, we're, the, we're the podcast for MMA God, casuals, please. not for we, MMA bullies. Come on. We need, we need a social media manager. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Do do any of you have like younger cousins? I'll pay you. Children? $100 a month. $100 a month. They're on their fucking phone anyway. I know. What are you doing, bro? Make a post a day. Come on. It's like $3 a post. This week, we have PFL, Bellator, and UFC on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, respectively. (laughs) But let's start with what happened last week, babe. All right. UFC. Korean Zombie was fighting. Korean Zombie won. Looked oh, great. Yeah. He looked fantastic. He like was clearly winning the entire fight. Maybe Dan Ige won one round. But um we we don't talk about corners a lot, but really we 
George and I talk about it together when we're watching the fights because we're like, are you kidding? That's like not helpful at all. Or like that was really good advice. Mm-hmm. So Dan Ige's corner, even though he was losing, they were awesome. They gave him clear, concise advice. They also gave him encouragement. It was a good blend. But they didn't like sugarcoat what was happening in the fight because I hate that too. Like lying to a fighter yeah. saying he's winning. Like what's the point? I just, it's silly. So um, way to go, Korean Zombie. Before you move on, I just want to say I love how meta it is uh, that we've done the show so many times and that these fighters keep fighting and that we could say the same thing. But I just want to remind everybody of Korean Zombie's superpower, which is he comes <laughs> out to zombie by cr- the cranberries. Yes. I remembered as he came out. Uh, you have to remind them because I freaking forget. And every time I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, also on the card was Chito Vera. We were rooting for Marlon Chito Vera. That fight against Davy Grant was probably the best fight of the night. So you should watch it. It did also win fight of the night. Boom. Pow. Watch it if you have the time. So that was Chito Vera versus Davy Grant. Super exciting. Uh... On the more negative side of things, Marlon Vera was the worst dressed of last week. I I must have been like looking down at my phone when he was coming out. And George was like, babe, you are not going to like what he's wearing. <laughs> he looked, first of all, he looked just unkept. He needed a haircut or at least like some cleanup. A little beard trim. But whatever. I like that his hair was a little bit longer. He had yellow shorts and his name is in rainbow for pride, which I like, but that does not look good on yellow shorts. It just does not. And they were the longer shorts with the high, high, not just like the high slit, the high, high slit with nasty, tight, like baby blue shorts underneath. Ugh, what a fucking eyesore. No bueno. No bueno for Chito Vera. But Sorry. congratulations on the win. You looked great. <laughs> Best dress of, of the night was uh, Michael Bisping, who wears crimson suits basically all the time, but it, it gets me every time. He's a handsome bastard. He always bastard. looks good in it, handsome and that's bastard. all good. Oh, wait. Did you see the... Oh, did you send me the post? What? With his son? No, I didn't send it to you, but I saw it. Oh, that wasn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So he didn't get a Father's Day message, and then he posted a picture of his son when they were in the wrestling room together where his son just hates the picture. I don't think he looked that bad. <laughs> he didn't. But uh, it's one of those things where, you, you know, you, you're like, come on, mom, dad, stop p- fucking posting awful pictures of me. Um, so that was good payback by Bisping. That was he's, great. He's a little petty. Bisbing's caption the day after Father's Day was like, that's what you get, son, for not posting an emotional Father's Day tribute to me. <laughs> Bisping is a good follow on Instagram, too. He's a, he's a tough motherfucker from the streets of England, but he's also, like, really reasonable and, uh, uh, you know, left-leaning, but not crazy. Like, he's, he, he's, he's an interesting guy. You'd think he'd be more of an asshole, but he's not. And but he's he is. Just, he's a family <laughs> man with his wife of forever. Yeah. And they're like... Very good-looking children. Mm-hmm. They just like seem like a nice family, actually. He's he's the the character in every Guy Ritchie movie in real life. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, movies. Yeah, cool. 
<laughs> PFL happened last week. Shout out to Rory McDonald. He uh, lost the fight, but he really won it, which is freaking nonsense. Uh, Gleason Tebow got uh, the victory on the judges' scorecards, which didn't make any sense. He was for sure... Uh, it was whatever. It was for sure an awful decision. Um, but while I was watching it, I rewatched it, and uh, the PFL is just—it's so dramatic. Uh, as that fight was going on, Magomed, Magomed, <laughs> Magomed, Magomed Nurmagomedov was shown watching the fight uh, because his ranking was determined by the outcome of that fight. So that's one of the great things about PFL that you could actually see in in real time, see how the fight affects, uh, you know, other fighters, which is cool. And another source of uh, disconnect between us and Big Brown, uh, Brendan Schaub, because he's like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like you lose to a fighter, but then you go on, but then you, (laughs) they don't. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's about it's about more than one fight. That's the whole concept of the season. Like, I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever, fuck it. Um, yeah, but every, everybody on the commentary was shocked that Rory lost. Their uh, but the thing was at the end, like their body language was di- different. Like Rory was basically he was out striking him. He was, was throwing like at a rate of two to one. And uh, but when the fight was over, Rory looked like he like just committed like a super awful atrocity. That he was just he looked like super down on himself and shit. Even though he fucking won the fight and uh glason tebow looked like he was like oh i definitely won that shit where it's like everybody yeah, else is I like what i don't care about their body language i that know but it affects silly. the judges sometimes well that's fucking stupid mm-hmm. uh sadly kind of agreeing with big brown and i did want to bring this up because in our top three maybe i can't even remember whatever we'll be talking about oh no what's happening this week we'll be talking about like pfl again and reminding you of the score system etc but big john mccarthy kind of was shitting all over pfl on this week's podcast and just said that there's room for growth in how they're doing the points because it does sort of seem somewhat illogical like Rory is the number one pick people think he's gonna take away this one million dollars right but technically Gleason beat him like how does that not get him more points to beat like the number one ranked guy in the division does that make sense? I'm not explaining yeah, it well. No, uh, yeah, no, yeah, that it should be more it, like, weighted. Oh, that's true. There needs to be something there. Not that Gleason Tebow won, but there was another example of another fighter who beat a h- way higher ranked fighter, and it's like, that's saying a lot. I think that's fair. I think that's so, a, a fair criticism that you, that they would have to work on. Yeah. It's just fucking hard, man. It's What do you want? You want just a regular tournament? And then if you do a regular tournament, right, where people don't fight more than once, if it's just like one and done and you're out, then it's really hard to get people to come over and sign contracts, right? I'm right. sure they thought about that shit. Any hootie doody. Um... And I guess just wrapping up last week, since we were talking about Rory, here's a little bit of MMA history for you guys if you don't know. Google Rory McDonald versus Robbie Lawler stare down. It's just one of the most iconic pictures ever. I'm sure uh, a bunch of you have already seen it, Uh, but it's pretty great. It it was in their fight before Connor fought um, Chad Mendez back in fucking 2015 or 16, and it was for the... 
welterweight championship. And right after the fourth round, where they were beating the hell out of each other, they were both standing up. Big John McCarthy, speak of the devil, broke them up, and they wouldn't. Neither would go back to their corners for a few seconds. They were just staring at each other, and they were both beaten up pretty badly. So pretty bad. If you don't know it, Google it. Got it. Let's go to this week, uh, babe. We're 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 starting this show. It feels like a little slow, but we're gonna get through everything else much faster. So we're not looking forward to anything in particular this week but we should let you know there's Bellator on Friday night uh Tim Johnson is fighting Liz Carmouche is fighting Miles Jury are fighting like nothing particularly like woo. so we would recommend you watch PFL because this week it's on Friday night not Thursday night so we have Kayla Harrison back um there is still movement or room for movement in the women's lightweight division with Kayla tied for number one. But three or four could be anyone. So you might want to watch these fights and see which two women claim their spots. Featherweight Lance Palmer is fighting. We told you about him because he technically is the current champ, but right now he's seventh. So he needs six points to only possibly move on. And same for lightweight Anthony Pettis. So he's finally back on the card until you break my heart and say he's off again for some reason. Um, Right now he's number freaking nine. And remember only the top four go to the semifinals. So he needs six points too. Still doesn't guarantee a spot. And in case you've forgotten, in order to get six points, that means they need to win in the first round with either a knockout or submission of. So... That's a lot of pressure, but that is what makes it exciting. And like after if Lance Palmer or Anthony Pettis don't win in the first round, it's kind of like they're they're just going through to like see what win or loss will go on their record. But in terms of the tournament, they're basically out. And there are a lot of heavyweight fights on the PFL card. I don't know fucking any of them. The top three spots in that division seem secure, um, but the fourth is up in the air. So that'll be interesting to see who gets it. All right. There's UFC on Saturday. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just like, whatever. There's going to be fights. Cool. We'll let you know if anything cool happens. Uh, so far, in preview, previewing, the only thing I could tell you is that there's two uh, guys with great nicknames fighting on the same night, uh, but not even fighting each other. So one is Tim the Dirty Bird Means. That's a pretty awesome one. And of course, uh, you've heard us talk about Andre Touchy Feely. If your last name is Feely, you got to go lean into the punch, I guess, and just... Ooh. I don't know. On that beautiful note, top three? Sure. All right, guys. There's some big news in the MMA community right now. Uh, I want to take the opportunity to introduce you to a big player in the MMA world, if you don't know him. His name is Ariel Helwani. Another great MMA name, right? Uh, I think your mic is off. Is it on now? Yeah. All right. What do you think of the name? 
It's a pretty good name. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, so Ariel Hawani is the premier MMA journalist, a man of real power. He was in the right place at the right time. He went to Syracuse University for journalism and got started in MMA when it was still a very young sport in the early 2000s. Uh, he's historically butted heads a lot with the UFC because he leaks all their information. The most famous is that in 2018, he got a lifetime ban from the UFC events because he leaked the news that they were making a big deal about showing that night um, on the UFC broadcast that Brock Lesnar was supposed to fight in the UFC again, which actually never happened. But that was also that weird-ass UFC 200, babe. Remember when John Jones was supposed to fight DC for the second time, but then something happened like because he fucked up like he always does, and then that's when... Uh, DC fought Anderson Silva instead. I so know, don't remember. It was supposed to, I just remember being in like the three R bathroom. Wait, it was only in 2018. Right? Right? I feel like yeah. it's been as long as 10 I, years. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he was like on rocky terms before that. For sure. Okay. For sure. Because his strategy basically is to be a big time weenie, but it doesn't make sense. He's, he's so powerful. He literally like, <laughs> he literally interviews all the fighters. He has access to all of them, all of the commentators, all the, a lot of UFC and uh, other league em, uh, employees and also their managers. But his strategy is to be like a big time weenie. So he got banned on Saturday. He cried on his show, the MMA hour on the Monday after his lifetime ban and the MMA community put so much pressure on the UFC that they overturned it within like a few days. Which, but they didn't really. Like, right? Officially, they overturned it, but he's still like not allowed at events, right? Yeah, but then that's the other thing too. Like, he... So after that happened, after this whole debacle happened a, a year or two or whatever later, as you guys know, our friends and listeners know, uh, the UFC had that started the long-term partnership with ESPN. Ariel Hawani then became the face of MMA and the UFC on ESPN. Well, so, uh, what happened? He helped uh, build it and blah, blah, blah. So while he's not on good terms with Dana, obviously the president of the UFC, and they kind of keep him at arm's length, he still finds everything out and he's still super powerful. That's why I feel like that's so stupid. He's the kind of guy, if you're the UFC and Dana, you want to keep closer. Yeah. Because he's going to find things out. Yeah, but he's he's a little manipulative and he won't do exactly what you tell him to. And Dana just wants people, yeah. like a side note for our friends and listeners, every time there's an interview or a press conference or anything there's this guy named john morgan who asked the first question and everybody knows him right it's because john morgan fucking just answers he gives everybody softball pitches everybody mm -hmm. and that's why he has that power he, he has power in his own right to always ask people the first question all right well ariel's got this energy that i'm trying to pass on to all my friends and my family and everyone espn came up to him and they were like yo we're gonna give you a pay cut for this next uh, year or whatever, next term of contract. He was basically like, no, I ain't taking not a fucking cent less. And he left ESPN. This guy who his whole thing has been to be like, oh, I want to be on ESPN. I wanted to open up the doors for me because he's done like NBA commentary too, which has been oh, pretty right. awesome. Oh, right. I forgot that he, when he signed with ESPN, that he did start doing that too. I yeah. totally forgot. Big time Knicks fan, so we'll give him that. But he's also a little bit, a little bit of a bandwagon kind of guy too, but whatever. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, he... 
didn't he's like fuck you espn see you later he's going back to his show the mma hour which when i saw the teaser video that it's coming back in august i ran out of the house to get anna to to, oops (laughs) (laughs) to tell her i was like the mma hour is gonna be back and it's 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 kind of a big deal so here's the thing a you should know who ariel hawani is b if you want to follow him on instagram and stuff like that you'll get the high level news sometimes like i said he's a weenie so i don't like hearing it from him but you'll hear it first for sure (laughs) and uh c you should youtube fighters getting angry (laughs) fighters getting angry with ariel hawani because there are multiple videos and countless minutes it seems like of ariel (laughs) asking like he'll ask little probing questions like where he'll keep following up on like how much are you getting paid how much you're getting paid and fighters are emotional and capable of complete destruction and they get really mad at him sometimes and people have done some pretty good edits on youtube so love it all right that's that's good see so take that uh who was our fellow earlier who i said is our nemesis now see we support the community Except this one guy now and his podcast. Yeah, but I'm going to make you hate Ariel again. Ariel, once everything uh, happened with the pandemic and he switched to all his shows on Zoom, he had a background of a huge library behind him. And then after months of this library being behind him and having it be his look, it was revealed that it was a filter. No, I knew that. (laughs) I knew that. And like, whatever. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on because we don't want you to get all your news from Ariel. You got to come here first that's right so number two in our top three is the knockout of the last weekend's fights was matt brown knocking out diego lima in the first round and officially it was also the performance of the night so this is another if you don't want to go back and watch that cheeto vera fight because it went all three rounds watch this like very brief i think it was like two and a half minutes into the first round Mm -hmm. so You might remember Matt Brown is 40 years old and he's been in the UFC since 2008. So it was like super exciting that not only is he still fighting in the UFC, he won and his nickname is the Immortal. So very fitting. That's right. What I feel a little bit badly about is that Douglas Lima had lost his title the weekend before in Bellator and now his brother Diego Lima lost this week. So I feel a little bit badly for them in their gym yo shouts out to the lima brothers yeah they're, they're you guys should nice. come over for dinner they're nice fellas but what i learned is that matt brown also beat douglas lima back in 2007 what i so did not know that our homie the immortal beat both lima brothers i think that's freaking awesome <sighs> and that 40 years old damn bro congratulations and briefly and then we can move on in his uh post-fight speech he's like just a nice guy because he's Mm -hmm. like i didn't even like i wanted to fight diego lima but i really like him we have trained together in the past i think on the ultimate fighter like matt brown coached at some point oh that's right that's right like they have history and he likes diego lima Still knocked his ass out. Um, yeah, man, that's a lesson. It's that's a fight a, game. So, what's holding hands and throwing fists t- telling you today? 
don't take no fucking pay cuts ever. And sometimes you got to fucking knock out people you like just because. Like, it's just because that's, that's right. the way, fucking way the world works. Yep. I wish it wasn't like that. God damn it. Yep. Anyway, speaking of old ass fighters getting wins. Um, so I didn't even know this was happening. I would have watched it because there's all this stuff going on. We've been talking about it for a long time. Boxing, boxing versus MMA world. It's a thing. It's here to stay. Fucking strap in, everybody. Well, oh my God, you're you're making notes right now while I'm talking, and you're making the exact notes that I thought I wanted to make. Ah, there great. we go. Aligned. <laughs> uh, Anderson Silva, the some call the goat, the greatest of all time in MMA. I, after I, Artem. After Artem, of course. That's another story. Yeah. We need to tell <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is a good one. He fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in a boxing match and won. Uh, Yo, I didn't even know this fight was taking no, place. No, I would have like, fucking watched it. Until you didn't know either? No. Like, wh- how strange. So, freaking totally out of left field. He won. Finally got one for the MMA team because these freaking Paul brothers are getting all these wins against uh, MMA dudes and this and that. Um, but whatever. Shout out to Anderson Silva. Congratulations. Uh, he, he He's probably on testosterone. Why the fuck not, dude? If you're in your 40s and you want to fight and you want to do it, go for it, my brother. I mean, or um, you could be like Matt Brown and be immortal without drugs, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but the thing is, too, man, it kind of bummed me out a little bit. Is like Anderson Silva is considered one of the best of all time and a lot of people don't even know him anymore there was a t- when i was when i years, years ago, ago. <laughs> <laughs> when i was first getting into mma he had this freaking aura of, about him that like nobody has right now and, not, and connor doesn't fucking have it there's nobody that has that or i guess maybe khabib kind of but he's okay. also retired and whatever but Khabib and Anderson had very different styles you know a- Anderson would just be in the matrix here's the thing if you haven't seen and it's and it's sad You're telling them to watch too many things well okay so this is the last one we're gonna tell you okay Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin matrix google that and that's someone at their peak in their life just fighting in the matrix and dodging all of <laughs> literally all of what Forrest Griffin had to throw at him so all right great good good end to the top three all right this episode was brought to you by the official start of the summer let's get it everybody 2021 love you all bye